get their fill of the sweet science 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. With a vast library of over 1,200 events from boxing's most notable bouts of all time, Boxing TV melds the past greats with today's promising young stars. Boxing TV is the free, go-to destination for everything boxing, including classic bouts, live events, and news and information. Boxing TV is available on Local Now, Destro TV, Sports.TV, Select TV, and www.watchboxing.tv. Follow Abrams Boxing on social media at Abrams Boxing on Twitter, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, and at Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. That is Mark Abrams here, another week of the Abrams Boxing Show. Uh, got a lot to get to. Uh, great fight over the weekend in Brooklyn. Javonta Davis retained his WBA lightweight championship in front of a packed house at Barclays Center. Two major, major fights come up this weekend. Stephen Fulton, Danny Roman, George Cambosis defending against Devin Haney. We'll have my good friend, sweet baby Ray, Ray Flores, to uh, join us. He'll be talking about you know, the fight last week in Brooklyn also. We'll talk a little Fulton, Roman, and maybe Madonna may end up in our conversation. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what Ray has to say. Saturday night in Brooklyn, Gervonta Davis went to 27-0 with 25 knockouts as he scored a six-round stoppage over Rolando Romero to retain his WBA lightweight championship in front of 18,570 strong at Barclays Center. It was, it was an incredible atmosphere for this fight. Um, it was very tactical. Romero did a lot better than most people thought he would do. He, he actually boxed okay. A lot of people laughed at his boxing skills, me included. Uh, but he uh, ran into a punch and ran into a straight left hand in round six. When he got up from where we, where we were sitting, we were just elevated off the floor, uh, the media section. And at first I was like, okay, why they stopped this thing? But when we saw the replay, you saw the legs of Romero kind of give way a little bit when he walked out of the ring. He was a little glassy-eyed still, so it was a good stoppage by referee David Fields. But this just shows you the drawing power, the star power that is Gervonta Tank Davis. And, you know, the questions are, what you know, it's always what's next, what's next. You know, Gervonta Davis can, can name what he wants to do because obviously people are going to come see him fight. The big fight is going to be uh, Ryan Garcia. Hopefully uh, that happens maybe later in the year, Garcia is going to fight Javier Fortuna on July 16th on the zone. So maybe after he gets through that fight, me and Ray discuss that. As for uh, Romero, Romero raised his stock. And uh, when I get into the interview with, with Ray, you'll see my uh, thoughts on where I think Rolando Romero is going to wind up. I think he's going to make a lot of money uh, after that performance on Saturday night uh, at Barclays Center. So Javonta Davis, uh, 27-0, 25 knockouts. Romero now 14-1. Great atmosphere. Loved the loved the night at Barclays Center. Obviously, there were rumors of a gunshot. I was, you know, down on the floor. A lot of people came running back in, but it was uh, reported that it was just a truck that that kind of uh, made made a lot loud noise. And uh, obviously, everything going on in the world today, everyone's taking precautions. So uh, we'll see see what happens with Javante Davis going forward. Uh, the co-feature saw Arislandi Laura. Go to 29-3-3, 17 knockouts now. Stop Gary Spike O'Sullivan, round eight of their WBA middleweight clash. Uh, Laura, you know, looked pretty good. Won just about every round. And then he, he rocked them a couple times in round eight. He finished them. Referee stoppage at the 23-second mark of round eight. Uh, Want to see Laura get maybe one more big shot. We'll see what happens with Jamal Charlo. If he stays at 160 pounds after – 
his fight with Selexi coming up on uh, on June 18th uh, on Showtime. That's a fight I wouldn't mind seeing. Jamal Charlo against Arislandi Lara. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Jesus Ramos, uh, the good-looking 154-pound uh, uh, prospect, now contender, went to 19-0 with a 10-round amateur decision over Luke Santa Maria, 98-92, 97-93 twice. For Ramos, who just looked huge in there compared to Santa Maria, who we see most of his fights at welterweight. Ramos uh, made amends and got a little revenge for his uncle, Abel, who lost to Santa Maria earlier this year. So uh, we'll look for a big fight in the loaded 154-pound division for Jesus Ramos. And finally, uh, topping um, uh, the undercard or the the first battle of the undercard, Eduardo Ramirez won a 10-round net majority decision over Luis Melendez. Scores were 98-92. I don't know where that one came from. 96-94, 95-95. I actually thought Melendez may have pulled the fight out for Eduardo Ramirez, who probably would be getting a title shot in the 130-pound division. One man who was there that uh, he uh, called the action for the international international crowd was my man, sweet baby Ray, Ray Flores. I had a chance to talk to him, and he gave some good opinions and some good thoughts on what's going on uh, with Davis and, and, and previews the Fulton uh, Roman fight this Saturday night. So here's sweet baby Ray, Ray Flores. Now joining me, my next guest, my good friend all the way out in Chicago. You see him all the time as one of the top blow-by-blow men, ring announcers. Uh, what else does Ray do? He's a, a wedding announcer now, club promoter. The man just does it all. Sweet baby Ray Flores, what's happening? What's up, Mark? A pleasure to join you, man. As you mentioned, I knocked out all those four tasks over the past week or so, but Looking forward to Saturday night being in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis for Premier Boxing Champions and TGB Promotions Showtime. We'll be there at the Armory in Minneapolis with our good friend Jim Boone of KO Tickets. Really pumped about what's to come on Saturday night, specifically with, you know, Stephen Fulton and also Daniel Roman. I think that's going to be a heck of a fight. Man, I can't wait for that one. But it has been a busy couple of weeks for me. And, you know, the summer's just beginning and away we go. Before we uh, go forward, let's take a step back. We were in, in the Barclays Center, sold out Barclays Center, almost 19,000 people to watch Javante Davis score that emphatic one-punch knockout with Rolando Romero. Uh, just, a, just a tremendous atmosphere, right? 19,000 people in the Barclays Center, another packed house for a Javante Davis card. Yeah, I'll be honest, Mark. What, what I would use to describe Saturday night with Tank and Roley was that was fun. There was an electricity in Barclays Center that I haven't felt since when Deontay Wilder fought Luis Ortiz the first time. There was a buzz. I would even say that it was probably around the same, but the fans, they broke the attendance record for boxing inside that building. I mean, Tank is really a box office star. The fact that he's been to L.A. twice over the past couple years, to Atlanta twice, Baltimore, now Barclays Center and sets the attendance record for boxing at Barclays Center. That's not easy to do. Also, it was a Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people that live in the city are out of town. They're in the suburbs. They're on boats. They're at lake houses. And that place was alive, man. And Javante Davis, once again, proved and put on a sensational one-punch knockout shot to finish off Rolando Romero. But honestly, I think both guys stock were have been elevated in the fight because Roley proved because he won a couple rounds that he belonged in that ring with Trevante, that he can be a top elite lightweight. Leonard Ellerby even said 
He goes, look, I think Roley can beat any other lightweight in the world besides Trevante Davis. Now, we'll find out if that's the beef, you know, actually rain on his prediction. But still, Roley's stock, I don't think, was lowered. I think kind of we knew what Roley was about, but he proved even Trevante. For Trevante to give him credit, you and I were in that press room afterwards. For Trevante to say, yeah, he hits hard. He's a lot stronger than what I thought. And even though Trevante handled business, he gave respect to Rolando Romero. And who would have thought in the lead up to this that that would have happened? You know, no, Rolando Romero remind me of it. I think about it after the fight. It was it was compared to Ricardo Mayorga a little bit before the fight. I think he's going to maybe have that type of career. Not maybe he's me a guy who's going to be brought in, maybe a guy like Haney or Cambosis or Lomachenko, whoever wins these fights. A guy who can sell a fight, a guy who can punch hard. He's me like one of those high, um, high paid, high class in terms of he's going to sell the fight, B-sides, and he's going to wind up making a lot of money fighting a lot of people, I think, going forward. That's just my opinion. Oh, you're very smart, Mark, because you've been around the game for a long time, and I believe that because, look, people love a villain. In exactly. That's that's and, the word I used to someone before, yeah. I, people love the villain, and to be honest, and, and you know what it's like to interview him, I interviewed him like two or three times over the past couple of weeks. One for the workout in Las Vegas, uh, you know, a week before the fight. And then during fight week at Gleason's gym, it's so much fun talking to this guy <laughs> because I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know where his mindset is. I don't know what he's going to throw at me because I'm on my toes. This is kind of like we're going verbal. We're doing, going verbal back and forth sparring, and I loved it. He's so much fun to talk to because Roley goes on all these different tangents. And guess what? It's authentic. That's Roley. So it was a tremendous night. Uh, Arislandi Lara finally got Gary O'Sullivan out there, out of the ring in eight rounds. And uh, the opening battle, a couple of Jesus Ramos, uh, a solid victory. I just want to get back to the main event. What do you see uh, in store? We actually said what's in store, what we think for Orlando Romero. What do you think is me in store next for Javante Davis? I mean, I honestly hope, Mark, that cooler heads prevail. And it sounded like Ryan was like telling Ellerby, Leonard Ellerby, the CEO of Mayweather Promotions, I want that fight. I want Tank. He goes, ah, well, you know, Golden Boy won't allow it, this and that. He goes, yeah, you know what? Hey, don't worry about them. And I'm paraphrasing that because, you know, Ryan used a little bit more expletives, but – I hope that fight can happen because that, to me, is one of the biggest fights in boxing. I think that is one of the top three financial fights when it comes to the revenue that they would generate on pay-per-view at the gate. There's no way that that fight doesn't end up in Vegas. You know why? Because Vegas won't let it go. I mean, well, the, and here, here's the, here's the thing that I'm not so optimistic about. We just had a situation where we, they tried to make a Jamal Charlo Jaime Mangia fight. And Oscar insisted the fight be uh, have DAZN involved in in the whole situation. It's the same same thing here. I think we have. I agree, but here's the thing with Ryan. I think Ryan's a little bit. I can see Munguia just kind of saying, "Hey, whatever my handlers want, that's what's going to happen." Ryan's different. I think if Ryan really wants the fight, I think he needs to be vocal, which I'm sure he is. Well, I he's very very vocal. I think he he say a couple. Uh, bad things about his own promoter during that exchange. I kind of alluded to a few moments ago, and I was like, you know, that, you know, I don't necessarily get into that, but what I will exactly. say, 
if Ryan wants to fight, he can tell them and say, if he defeats Javier Fortuna, which won't be easy because Fortuna's tricky, I think he should go to Golden Boy and say, guys, this is what I want. Give it to me. And knowing the businessman that Mayweather Promotions is and that Al Heyman is, I think that they will listen. You know why? Because they're businessmen and Tank wants that fight. I mean, I, I think, can you imagine two heavy hitters and the styles and the lead up? Oh, my gosh, man. I think, honestly, man, and this is me just, I think that fight does a million pay-per-view buys. At least. And that's I mean, at least. I think that's a huge fight. I know one of the big things on um, on uh, on Twitter this week, what's the biggest fight to be made? Is it Davis Garcia or, or Spence against um, – Crawford. Spence against Crawford. So, you know, that's the the, the proverbial million-dollar, no pun in, uh, intended question. So we'll see what happens with Tank and Ryan Garcia. Ryan, just uh, his fight was just announced yesterday against Javier Fortuna. If he, should, if he gets out, out of that uh, unscathed, like most think he will, the drum will be beaten very loud for what uh, you just had in mind there. Let's uh, fast forward. And you, you have a final bow on that. Yeah, I have a final thought. Can you imagine? Because I know L.A. fight fans. Can you imagine if somehow Cervante were to go to that fight? I mean, I mean, already there was buzz yeah. after the fight was over when Tank knocked out Rowling and Ryan was there. I mean, you heard he got booed unmercifully on Saturday at Barclays Center. I think if Tank goes to Staples or Crypto.com Arena, I think he gets a reaction, whatever degree that might be, but people would get excited. One last question, nothing to do with boxing. I know Madonna was there. You got out of the press conference very quick. I know she's single now and into younger guys. Anything there or what? I mean, listen, if she, <laughs> I didn't talk to her, but, I mean, if she's out there, I'd definitely take her out to Peter Luger's Steakhouse in Brooklyn. Well, Not- I mean, she probably saw you because she was sitting directly across. She may have saw you. Wants to go on a date. I'm a single man. Let's okay, go. I was just I thought because I because I, I was going to see if you want to get a drink. I looked around. You were gone. I thought maybe you're. I remember. I thought you were maybe chasing the material girl somewhere around Brooklyn or something. Yeah, she bolted right after the main event. Otherwise, I would have gone and just said, you know, hello. That's so. it. That's <laughs> it. So let's fast forward this week. You alluded to you're going to be in St. Paul or Minneapolis, Minnesota. I think they're like connected. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good, another good Showtime card. The main event: Stephen Fulton, Danny Roman. For the uh, unified 122-pound uh, championship, Ray, uh, don't give it a prediction because you're calling the fight, but give, give me a few deal points that you see on Saturday night. I love this fight, man, because Stephen Fulton, to me, I've watched him grow. You and I have specifically I literally watched, watched him grow. I saw his first couple of fights were on small shows that I worked. The Sands mm-hmm. Casino in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, my man, on those toe-to-toe Chest- Chester, PA, at the Harris Casino, a little room in Harris. We did a show one night real quick. When, but Caleb Plant, Stephen Fulton, and Jared Hurd all on the card when they wow. were like 3-0, and 5-0. and I mean, unbelievable. Like, just to watch those guys. And I remember Stephen Fulton was like, you know, there were several times on those toe-to-toe Tuesday shows where he was like the swing fight. And he would fight like past midnight because he'd hit the air at like 9. He'd fight at like 11.30, 11.45. Sometimes he would fight in the swing fight. But he's fought, I think, 10 undefeated fighters, if I'm correct, 10 or 11. He didn't have the easiest road to get to the top. But he's always wanted to challenge himself. And his success does not surprise me in the slightest. Why? Because it's what he's wanted. Plus, and look, I know you're going to like this. He's from Philly. 
and he is a classic Philly fighter. Eagles, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, he just, he breathes it. Everything about him is Philadelphia fighter. And the fact that he beat Brandon Figueroa in a tremendous fight, the fact that he doesn't have to take the risks that he does in the ring, but he does it because he wants to be able to prove that he could bang with guys that are aggressive. Now, you look at Daniel Roman. Daniel Roman, former world champion. It took him some time to get back to challenging for the world title. And now he gets that crack. He does not want to go to the back of the line again, Mark, and have to wait again. He understands that as he gets older, time is so precious in your career, so valuable. He needs this fight. I expect him to come out in a very aggressive fashion, but in a smart demeanor, because you can't come at Stephen Fulton with a reckless abandon because he'll make you pay, and he has the ability to put you out and really hurt you. So Roman's going to come in in a calculated way and try to be aggressive and rough him up, and the Armory's going to love every minute of that fight. And the co-feature will uh, pit David Morrell against uh, one of my guys, Calvin Henderson. Uh, uh, I guess the the conventional wisdom of this fight, Morrell is going to try to make his case to fight a, a David Benavides or, or someone, uh, a, a real bigger name in the 168-pound division. Is that the way you look at it? Absolutely. I mean, listen, I love watching David Morrell fight. The guy just has dynamite in his hands. Cuban school of boxing uses his distance well, but he's like, it's, we're starting to see a new era in Cuban boxing. We're starting to see a lot more aggression. Correct. Yes. What Laura is doing. I mean, look at what Salas has been able to do. Ismael Salas is kind of like the head of that Cuban movement, I would say, from a trainer's perspective. And he's putting an emphasis on his fighters to be more aggressive. And David Morrell, I don't believe he's with Salas. I believe he's with uh, somebody else. I think he's with Ronnie Shields, if I'm right, right? Isn't he with Ronnie? Not sure. Okay, but he, 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 I forgot who his trainer is, and it's, it escapes me for the moment. But Morrell is aggressive. He used to be trained under the circle discipline with Sankara Frazier and Adonis Frazier, the trainers of uh, Jamal James, mm-hmm. former welterweight champion. But there's an aggression about him. He wants to come out. He wants to demonstrate his physicality. He wants to prove that he's superior than you. And he wants to wipe you out. That's a new change in the past 10 years because Cubans used to be point fighters, win on decision, make you miss, kind of really not make it aesthetically pleasing. We're seeing a change of the guard over the past five years. And David Morrell is a youngster who's sort of emblematic of that change. There you have it. Good, uh... Good few minutes of Ray Flores. Uh, Ray, anything you want to say in closing? All I got to say is thank you very much to everyone watching. Thank you, Mark, for the invitation. I appreciate you. I watch you every single week, especially oh, wow. when I work out. It definitely, you know, makes, uh, you know, the weights a little bit quicker. Oh, and, wow. You know, the nicest thing you've ever said about me. I, I really enjoyed. So follow me on social media at SBR Flores. Again, at SBR Flores. I will be in Minneapolis on Saturday. So if you're around, you see myself and Jim Boone, come and say hello. And uh, afterwards, we'll uh, enjoy a time or two at Manny's Steakhouse there uh, nearby the W and stuff. So let's all have a good time and enjoy Fulton Figueroa. They're not Fulton Figueroa, uh, Fulton and Roman, and enjoy a great weekend of boxing. Now we just got to get this tape over to Madonna, and then, then, then we're all good, right? <laughs> yeah, then we'll make some news, right? Some TMZ headlines. There you have it. Well, Ray, thank you for a few minutes of your time. We will uh, talk to you along the way. I mean, I hate having Ray on because he's so freaking quiet and shy. shy. I got to pull words out of him. 
The best in the biz. Sweet baby Ray, thank you very much for coming into your time. All the best, Mark. There you have it, Ray Flores, my good friend. We'll have him on periodically from time to time. Uh, Get into some fights this weekend. Kenichi Agawa takes on Joe Cordina this week. That will be for the IBF uh, 130-pound championship in Cardiff, Wales at the Motor Point Arena and live on the zone. Agawa has been around a little bit. He's a tough, tough fighter. Cordina is the young upstart from Wales, a former Olympian. Should be an interesting fight. Showtime has a world title twin bill on Saturday night at uh, Doubleheader. Uh, first, we'll see Stephen Fulton take on Danny Roman. That me and Ray uh, discussed a, a whole bunch there. Uh, that For the WBC and WBO Super Bantamweight titles, uh, going with my guy, uh, Stephen Fulton, my Philadelphia guy who I've seen since uh, he turned pro. Uh, should be a great fight. Roman, a former unified champion in his own right. He still has a lot to give. It's going to be a terrific fight. Two guys who really like to bring it, and that's going to be a great fight live on Showtime on Saturday night. The co-feature will see uh, super middleweight David Morrell defend his, uh, look to defend his WBA super middleweight championship against Calvin Henderson. Henderson, guy who um, the King King's Promotions, one of the great promoters who I work with, and uh, should be a great fight as well. On ESPN, the undisputed lightweight championship of the world will be on the line from Melbourne, Australia. Marvel Stadium, 60,000 plus will be on hand to see George Cambosos Jr. defend his title against the WBC champion, Devin Haney, in what figures to be a terrific fight on Saturday night. Uh, the, the odds say it's to be close. Haney's a slight favorite on the road. Um I see, I mean, again, I'm just thinking here, Cambosis maybe pulls it out, wins us some kind of close split decision from his home folks uh, on Saturday night. I just get visions of the Jeff Horn Pacquiao fight from a couple years ago where the, uh, the Australian got the benefit of the doubt on uh, on that evening and could see something like that. Uh, you know, I don't know, uh, we owe Al Judah now running the corner instead of Haney's father who was not allowed into the country as of this time. I know they're, they're still trying to uh, get him into the country, so we will see. I'll be in Orlando, Florida this uh, this Saturday night, broadcasting a terrific card featuring some young uh, upstart, a lot of good Cuban fighters, some Puerto Rican fighters from Orlando, Florida. They'll be live on bxngtv.com. So uh, ch- check that website out. A lot of great shows you can order. Some news items. The patriarch of the Russell family, unfortunately, Gary Russell Sr. passed away uh, this weekend. He had a, a long bout with, with some illnesses. We saw him in January. He wasn't, you know, looking great, uh, you know, where his son lost his World Bantam, uh, World Featherweight title or Mark Maxey in Atlantic City. I've had opportunity to meet uh, Mr. Russell a couple times. Great man. Great guy for boxing. It was a, just, a, just a real uh, – Guy, a real leader for his sons, uh, Gary, the former featherweight champion, Olympian, Gary Antonio, Gary Antoine, two emerging prospects who look to be world champions in his own right. So we send our condolences and sympathies out to the Gary Russell family. On September 17th, Canelo Alvarez will take on Gennady Golovkin in the trilogy of their uh, much-awaited trilogy, a long-awaited of their series now that uh, reads Alvarez winning one Oh and one. So uh, I guess if Golovkin somehow wins, we see a fourth fight. I mean, I don't know, but uh, Alvarez is going to be a solid favorite in that fight um, against 
uh, Gennady Golovkin. Arnold Barbosa will take on Dinalito, uh, excuse me, Danalito Zorilla on July 15th. That will be live on ESPN from the Pechanga Resort in California. And uh, final news uh, item, Robert Garcia will train Anthony Joshua <coughs> for his upcoming rematch with Alexander Usyk. Uh, kind of interesting pairing. Garcia known as a, a guy who uh, he's a pretty offensive trainer. A lot of his fighters uh, are, are, are very come forward fighters. Could, could that be the right fit for Anthony Joshua? I mean, I, a lot of people don't think so. I read a lot of stuff on Twitter. But you know what? He's going to take it to Usyk. He's the bigger man. So I think I think Robert Garcia is a, is a pretty good uh, choice for this uh, uh, situation with Anthony Joshua. That that fight is going to be in late July or early August. Uh, uh, that's the end of our show for this week. I'd like to thank uh, my man, sweet baby Ray Flores, for jumping on, give us giving us some good uh, chit chat about a. Uh, Davis and Romero plus Fulton and uh, Roman. Uh, we'll be back next week. We a uh, lot of previews. We'll review everything that this week. So for everyone, all the boxing fans, enjoy these great fights this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week on the Abrams Boxing Show.